Well, welcome to The Journey. My name is Kevin Polke, and I am the host of The Journey. And uh, we welcome you welcome you back. If you are a, a first-time listener, um, we appreciate you being here. Uh, we, as a general rule, we have two different types of episodes. Uh, either we have guests that will come on and they will share about their experience in life with maybe some type of setback that they've experienced, um, some type of uh, obstacles that have uh, occurred in their life, we focus on what not only what that obstacle was, what that setback was, but more importantly, we talk about what did they learn as a result of having that obstacle or setback in their life that they wouldn't have learned if that obstacle or setback wouldn't have occurred. And then we also have um, reflections, and those reflections may be something that um, I may have uh, been going through or experienced or spend some time uh, reflecting on or talking with someone about, and then I'm capturing a piece of that and then sharing it with you. As always, I appreciate when you uh, have an opportunity to share it with someone else or be able to share it on social media or like it, or uh, maybe even uh, respond by giving some type of uh uh, feedback through our rating system on on wherever you get your uh, wherever you get your episodes. So, this particular reflection comes from a couple different places. Um, a couple conversations that I've had most recently. Uh, yes, maybe because of the time of the year, it also has a little bit of uh, aspect of that as well. Um, with me uh, thinking about the beginning of uh, football season with double sessions starting starting up the beginning of the, the, the school year for public and private schools as well as um, college sports and then soon um, the NFL will be starting as well. I think back to my very first coaching uh, coaching assignment that I had, I was had just got hired on full time at Harlem Harlem School District, and they had an opening for a middle school position, and it was a head seventh grade football coach. Um, for for that particular school at the time, they used a junior high model, so there was seventh and eighth graders um, in the junior high, and. Um, they also had ninth graders on that particular campus at the time when I was coaching. Um, so there was a seventh grade team, there was an eighth grade team, and then, of course, there was a freshman team as well. And um, in this particular uh, group of young young boys, young men, um, uh, were later um, come to find out that they were an extremely talented uh, group of athletes in this particular class. Um, and they continue to be successful in their given sports. Some of it was in football, others were in wrestling or baseball or track um, that they continued to excel. But you could see at the very beginning um, that, that they're uh, even at a young age of 12, 12 years old, that a seventh grader is, is that they were, um, there were some that were very, very athletic. 
And like many times, um, you had certain individuals who had already been playing for a couple of years, and they seemed to um, stand out because their skill had been developed, or maybe athletically um, or physically, they they matured um, faster or earlier than someone else. And as a young coach with a young coaching staff, um, I had two other um, individuals as assistant coaches. Um, we would look over, um, we had, I, re- I believe we had 75 seventh graders out, um, out for this particular, particular season. And we would look and assess, um, you know, where individuals would, would fit and what position, um, like many times we would first invite them to select the position that they thought that they wanted to play. And then based upon how they developed in that role, we may move them around where they may be a better fit. And as I said, some of them may very well have uh, had, had played before or may have uh, had just naturally developed maybe because of older brothers or uh, a parental figure in their life that had devoted some attention and some of that skill development. And then there was individuals, as we would joke, is didn't necessarily maybe ever see a football before, and it appeared that they didn't know how to put on a helmet the right way. Now, we're being a little little facetious with that. They almost none of them put it on, put the helmet on backwards. Um, but there seemed to be a lot of assistance and a lot of time that we put toward uh, helping them get dressed um, with all the with all the bulkiness of, of f- full tackle um, uh, uniform that they had to had to wear. The reason why I wanted to reflect back on this is I hear individuals talk about making a choice at the at a given time in their life and and not wanting to make a mistake or if they did make a choice and and now there was what appears to be negative consequences that there is this fear that all is lost and there are definitely times when someone can make a choice and the consequences are so grave that that it may alter um, something. Someone makes a, makes a choice to jump off a rock into a shallow pool, and as a result of that, the consequences that they're paralyzed from the neck down. That is definitely going to be changing the trajectory of their life from what it would have been if they wouldn't have jumped off that rock. But even in that example, the person still has choices of how are they going to do their life, even after such a severe consequence of being paralyzed and not being able to use any of their lower extremities from their collarbone down. Many times in life, the consequences aren't as severe as that. They are more um, some other type of setback. Or we may see someone who is accelerating at, at, a, at a young age and, and appears to be the, the top athlete or the top academic achiever, um, naturally gifted, they would say, either athletically or academically or in the arts or maybe with popularity. 
we we joke as coaches when we say that if your best year is your seventh grade year and after that it starts going downhill that's not a good story do we want you to work at having the best year that you possibly could have in seventh grade? 100%. But hopefully it isn't your best year ever. Many times an individual who may be very gifted academically or athletically or socially or whatever it may be, they may not have the work ethic that then also ties into it. So as everyone starts catching up to them, they may not be able to go to the next level in development because they don't, they have the natural ability, but they don't have the work ethic that is tied into it. As I mentioned, that seventh grade team, there was an individual on there that won three, three state championships as a wrestler. That same individual, uh, his junior year was uh, all the MVP athletically the MVP of the entire Nick 10 conference that that he ended up um, that he ended up uh, being one of uh, of a handful of individuals on that wrestling team that were all state there was individuals that later than their junior and senior year that who who were standouts in seventh grade, starters in seventh grade, who then went on and continued that, and they were all conference um, as they were on the varsity team. There was individuals who started on that seventh grade team. Again, I mentioned that I had 70, 70 plus, maybe 75 uh, student athletes on the team. And our goal as a coaching staff is that we would have 44 starters. Well, Kevin, how do you have 44 starters for each game when there's only 11 starters for offense and 11 starters for defense? But we would have 11 offensive starters. We'd have 11 defensive starters. And then we also then had special teams. The kickoff team, we had 11 starters. And then we had 11 starters on the kick return. Um, so we try to get as many individuals to touch the field per game as possible. It was less about winning the game as it was about skill development and wanting to be part of the football team for the eighth grade year and then on into their high school. And then the goal was to make sure that they still wanted to play varsity. But there were some individuals that started and were outstanding athletically in seventh grade, but never put on a high school uniform and never played underneath the lights um, at, at, the, at the varsity and JV stadium. But I do remember there was one individual that stands out to me. Um, we were handing out equipment and he came in. He appeared to me in my mind and my memory as being very shy. His mom walked up to me knowing that I was the head coach um, we had never met before. And she introduced herself and said that her son wanted to play football, had never played before, and but he did want to play. And he was, as, as her words, was 
um, shy and a little and was scared. So I introduced myself to the young young boy and inter- and then introduced him to one of our assistant coaches who then brought him into the locker room and the space where we were handing out um, the equipment, getting him fitted for equipment. And I talked to mom for a little bit a little bit more and encouraged her uh, to bring him and make sure that he was at every practice and that we would spend time developmentally getting him um, ready. But most importantly, we wanted him to learn some things about football and we wanted him to have fun and that he liked football more at the end of the season than he did at the beginning of the season. He knew very little about football actually playing. He was one of our students that uh, that we needed to spend a lot of time helping him get the equipment on and getting dressed and working with him on the basics of, of a stance and, and different things. He tried really hard. And each week we saw incremental, small incremental improvement. He never started. But every practice, he was there and willing to participate and willing to learn in the drills and if we needed to, put him in during one of the scrimmages. By the end of the season, he was able to put on all his equipment on his own. He understood the plays. His stance was correct. Some of the fundamental things that some of our athletes knew how to do before coming in. He now had uh, had a basic uh, a basic mastery of those. And at our award banquet, when other individuals were getting acknowledged for how many touchdowns they scored or how many tackles they got or how many interceptions they got, um, he was the one we gave the most improved player to. And you would have thought that it was the greatest Christmas gift that he could have ever received. This young, shy boy who ended up uh, gravitating toward the offense and defensive line as a position, who knew absolutely nothing about football, became not only the most improved player his seventh grade year, continued to prove improve his eighth grade year and then ninth grade year, never starting either one of those years, but was willing to do the work in the off season later on, lifting weights and conditioning. That by the time he was a sophomore, he then was able to start. <clears throat> and by the time he was a senior, he was all conference and had opportunities to play in the future in college. If we would have looked at this young boy who started with us in seventh grade, and compared him to all the individuals that were on that field that day, athletically and skill-wise and experience-wise, there was no comparison. But he was able to change his stars, change his future by uh, preparation, continually improving, Continue, continue the willingness of studying and doing what he was instructed by the coaches. And when the opportunity came up, he was able 
to change his story from a shy, inexperienced uh, youngster to someone that was then able to play at that next level. There was many individuals in seventh grade that were more athletic than him that never went on to either play in varsity, let alone play in college. But he was able to be both all-conference as well as play in college. Now, do those awards actually mean anything, or are they more of an acknowledgement of what other people see as far as his development was or his contribution was? I have not talked to that young man since uh, the mid-90s, so I don't know what he's doing with his life right now, but I do remember fondly that story of what he did in those six years and how athletics and the preparation and what he learned through athletics, how it changed his confidence level about himself and the options that he had in the future. I think this option and opportunity is, is not gender specific, not activity specific. We can do see and do the same thing with the performing arts or with academics um, as well as athletics. If we always keep in mind that the real intent of this is it's a metaphor for life. It's really about developing us. It's it's looking at our situation and how do we take our natural ability and our desire to improve and develop and then be the best version that we can be right now and then continually work on improving that. The path that you currently on is the path that you are on. If it's not leading you down the road that you want to go, then what do you do? What do you need to do to make a right or a left turn to get back on the path that you want to be on? As always, I appreciate you being here and um, look forward to seeing you next week.